Welcome, everybody. Happy to have you on the Wall Street Genius uh, introductory webinar. And we're excited to be able to share some very, very exciting news for you. And it's all about trading options. I'm Scott Patton, and joining us as usual is the founder and chief programmer of Wall Street Genius, Alan Maxwell. Yeah. Alan, <laughs> Alan has uh, probably close to 10 years of options trading and programming experience. And the way it all started was he uh, was talking to an options trader trainer, and uh, guy kept saying, well, you know, what you got to do is do this calculation and do that calculation. And Alan kept saying, oh, I can write a program that does that. I can write a program that can do that. <laughs> and that's kind of how it started. And then, of course, by looking at thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and then even a probably over a million charts, it became obvious what needed to be done to maximize the probability of success because we're dealing with a market that has millions and millions of transactions, mm -hmm. trillions of dollars. Well, uh, well actually, well, I'll show you here. On today, $217 billion got traded that uh, that we track actually in the uh, Wall Street, in the uh, various uh, U.S. stock exchanges, and there's actually more than that. But that's how much changed hands today, uh, as a minimum. Two hundred and seventeen billion dollars. Did I did I lose you, Scott? No, I just had to answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so lots of bucks get traded, and what if we could just take a little itsy-bitsy sliver of that as they were going up or as they were going down? So that's the cool part about options trading is the stock market can go down and you can make money. Mm -hmm. And But the key is to make sure that you're following a trend and that you are looking out for the sharks. Yeah. And there's, the right way. there's a lot of uh, people well entrenched ready to take your money if you don't know what, what they do and how they do it. And, of course, we tell you about all the different ways. And there's not like there's an infinite number, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, you just don't want to be walking in certain parts of the city at certain hours at night. It's just not smart or safe to do that. And once you know that, you say, oh, okay, great, I'll never do that. It's, yeah. I was actually down in Atlanta uh, doing a, some teaching down there downtown Atlanta and a bunch of us after the you know the day we were done and we said well, let's just go up for a walk it's beautiful you know it's tropical it's warm coming up from can you know living in Canada it was cold and miserable and and the doorman looked at us and said where do you think you're going and we said well, we're just going for a walk he says not around here you're not it's getting dark mm -hmm. <laughs> he says you don't go anywhere without going into a cab <laughs> I guess we were in, and we were like in a nice looking, looked nice part of Atlanta, but evidently once the sun went down, the, the gangs came out and you just didn't want to be on the street. So thank goodness that the uh, the doorman gave us fair warning. And we're kind of like your doorman. We're going to give you the fair warning. We're going to show you how it works. Um, there's over 5,000 stocks that you could be picking from, and we... So obviously right there is an overwhelming number of stocks. Which is the best one? Which are the best ones to look at? That's a big part of what Wall Street Genius does. We show you the lists of stocks, and we and then we show you 
which ones are the ones that are giving you good, us good moves during the day so we can take advantage of that. And we also get into some of the basics, like uh, red means it's going down, green means it's going up, and <laughs> all those sort of good things. So, Ellen, why don't we, uh, you know, maybe, and I guess like one other thing we really want to say too is a lot of people will tell you, oh, do this, oh, do that. And then on blind trust and faith, you're supposed to do what they say and, and make money. And, of course, I don't know, Alan, what your experience with that particular model is. I know what mine is, and that's mm-hmm. to lose my shirt. And so one of the things that we say is don't believe us. Follow our system, test it for yourself, and see. And we don't mean test it by, you know, risking thousands and thousands of dollars. We put together a replay uh, aspect to the program, which means at any time of the day, you can pretend that you are you are uh, in the market for real, which means we are using data that was real data from yesterday, from the month ago, from two or three months ago. You can pick any day at random, and then you can run through it, and then you can follow the rules, you know, this means it's going up, this means it's going down, and get in, get out, and then you know, wow, like if you've done 30 or 40 trades, like we call it paper trading, that way, you can say, wow, this is really cool. Now I'm confident. Then you can go start doing live trading, still uh, not with your own money, but just testing it out in live trades. And now at that point, you're saying, well, this thing is working. It's successful. I'm ready to risk some real money. And of course, there's always a risk. Nobody's 100%. You're going to have some small losses, and you're going to have some real large uh, wins. That's the way we if you follow the rules, if you follow the program and you do what we suggest, and you practice, practice, practice. In fact, uh, we, uh, we want this to be incredibly boring because what's, uh, the, re- the way it becomes exciting is you're in a big position, it's overnight, and you don't know what's going to happen when it opens the next day, and so you don't sleep. And we don't think that's a good way to live life. We'd rather say, do this, be bored, make some money, and then go skydiving if that's what you want to do for excitement. Yeah, and actually, we can give you some real dangerous ways to trade too. And yeah, do, if you really want to do that, but... we'll, we'll tell you actually all about those ones. Um, of course, I won't do those, but uh, we'll tell you about them. That's right. We don't recommend it. I mean, this is your your income. This is your retirement. This is your vacation, and uh, and and it's something that you can do anywhere in the world. So even if you are on vacation, you could just pop into the market for a couple hours. Make a few hundred bucks, make a few thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and away, to, away you go. And that's the other thing, too. Depending on your capital, mm-hmm. the difference between making uh, $500 and making 5000 is you just bought 10 times more contracts. So instead of buying one contract, you bought 10. Instead of buying five, you bought 50, and you get that result. So there's no more work involved in making more money. There's just gradually growing your uh, your capital to the point that you can make larger and larger trades. So that's to me is the other exciting thing. You yeah. get into the market for a few hours in the morning, you you make the money that you want to make, and you do that on a consistent basis. And then over time, as your capital grows, you're able to make larger trades, and as a result, take adva- take more advantage of when the market moves very very strongly. And we know one gal who made over eighty thousand dollars in one day because she had been trading consistently and she noticed a lot of movement going on in, on this particular day and she got into a, a really good call or put, I forget which one it was. It was and, a call. 
<clears throat> she bought, you know, quite a few of them, mm-hmm. and they went up, and she had a really good day. So it wasn't that she had to make, you know, a hundred trades that day to make that amount of money. She made one trade, and she made that amount of money. So, uh, but that's not something that most people are going to be doing. You know, I would certainly wouldn't recommend people doing that right off the bat. No, not yeah. You want to risk small money or no money, learn everything, and then prove to yourself that this is good for you because. Just because, uh, you know, hammers and nails go together to build a house doesn't mean I'm going to be good at, you know, doing that kind of thing. But after some practice, I might actually be good with that. And uh, that's that's the whole idea is, is that there are a small group of people, it's actually the small group, that if given the right tools and the right training, uh, that won't succeed at this. But most people, if given the right tr- training, which means also the, the way to look at this, it, the... You know, I love that saying. This is uh, don't bring a, a knife to a gunfight. Well, the idea is the appropriate tool and thinkings that you need to have for day trading is not what you bring to engineering. For example, if you're engineering a house, you want your calculators and all that kind of stuff. But day trading and investing in general is a if this does this, then I will do that. And uh, chatting with a fellow earlier today and he was saying it's a lot like baseball you got to read the play and he's exactly right I I wasn't a a baseball player but uh, much but uh, I think that metaphor is is a better way to to say that this is not uh, purely mechanical but it gets to be very easy to follow because you've got the rules of when it does this then I do that right and one of the things I love the movie The Matrix and there's one part where Neo is talking to one of the guys on the ship, and he's got three computer screens with, of course, the green numbers and letters moving up and down. And he says, I bet you look at this, and all you see is gobbledygook. And he says, not me. He says, I see a brunette, a blonde, and a redhead. Yeah. And, and that's part of the practice and the, uh, the, the familiarity that you need to have, because you'll be looking at charts, and there'll be trend lines on them, or there may be you know, candlesticks on them, and all these things that, like, right now, today, you're, you're going to go, oh, I don't get this, this just looks like, you know, it's just too busy, I don't understand what's going on, but after a couple weeks, a couple days, a couple months, all of a sudden, it starts to make sense, and what we've done with the Day Trader Genius software is we've tried to make it as simple as we can with the ability to make it more complex, if that's your personality, but at the same time, make it so that you can look at it and you can easily see what the trends are or you can see the direction of the market. And sometimes the market is it's sometimes it's a bad idea to make a trade. And maybe the best trade you make is the one that you didn't make uh, because the market's just not giving you something. So I kind of liken it to a, a tidal wave that's heading from left to right. That's a really good trend. Get in there and, and, uh, and you'll be able to make some money. Or a tidal wave that's going right to left. You know, which means that the stock market's going up or down. That could be good too. But then there's the days where the, the ocean is just flat as can be. Not a good day to trade. Yeah. Uh, and of course, those are days when you have to be, be wary of sharks because they're uh, they're they're going to be looking for you. Yeah, and, and and this is not new thinking, by the way. And this is why I appreciate that we're not the first people to be involved with uh, stock market training and and all that there's a lot of really great wisdom the problem is it doesn't get into average people's hands and it doesn't get uh, condensed into uh, short learning curves it's spread all over the place and it seems to be hard or impossible to find and what I'm getting at is 
There's a book called Reminiscence of a Stock Operator. It's a brilliant book. It was one of the best writers I've, I've seen, uh, and he was you know, noted to be that, where he could take a, a complex subject and break it down into a really great story that helped explain the points very concisely. And uh, Edwin Lefebvre is the author, and it was written in around the 1940s, I think. Uh, or even 30s, but the idea was is that it was based on Jesse Livermore's life, who was a, an amazing success in the markets. That would be commodities and stocks. And he's noting all kinds of stories that go back as far as 1880s and such about what's been going on in the markets and so on. Really good information because it's not uh, you should buy IBM or sell Microsoft. It's all uh, more generic application. And one of the points is, is, and this is the human side, is there's these uh, brokers, they're doing really well, they're pretty happy with themselves, and so they say, okay, great, we're going to create this game. Uh, whoever makes the most money in the market uh, today, you know, we're going to, is going to get a, a fur coat. And a fur coat back then was, you know, big money. Because it wasn't just, you know, ordinary, it was like, you know, super high quality thing. And they tried really hard to win the most money in the markets and they all lost money because they were trying to pull something out of something that wasn't there to give it and we think that that doesn't apply to us or that doesn't happen or that the market is all there and we can always make money at any moment that's not the way it is if you've got little waves you're not gonna go surfing there's nothing to, to take you on your wonderful surfing adventure you're you're paddling <laughs> You might have your arm in the water for the sharks, as Scott says. But if it ain't there, it ain't there. That's all there is to it. And uh, that kind of patience is something that's really uh, goes against the skin uh, of what people are used to in this instant gratification society. So that attitude was back 80 years ago. It's even more present now. So we're going to teach you about all those kinds of things. We can't do that in one little webinar, but uh, there is definitely training for all that, and that's part of the equation for success. So the tools are one part, the how to think about it, and then getting a feel for the market. So those are the, the, the core components, and we are really happy to give you all that. Right, and what we, what we want to do is we want to show you how you can practice and become good at it, and if you're... If you're already good at options trading, this will you'll look at this and you'll just go, These I just got the keys to the Fort Knox, right? But if you're just starting out, uh, it's going to take a little time and a little practice. And that's why we do these uh, Thursday night webinars so you, we can, you know, you can ask questions, we can show you how it works, all those sort of things. We don't pretend that we're going to be able to show you everything today. But then we also, once you sign up at wallstreetgenius.com, and become a member. Uh, we also have Thursday night webinars, where we, which is more advanced, and we get into more specific details and examples. And then the next thing we're going to be doing is um, actually showing you some live trading and how how you can use it in real live happening right now type situations. Mm -hmm. I actually uh, posted a video uh, today. Uh, it's just a short seven-minute video on live trading using the floating candles feature. And uh, it's just showing another way of how you can help yourself identify trades better and faster. And that's what it's all about is if you know what to do, if the opportunity's there, 
and you can see the opportunity quickly, like really quickly, then you've got a lot more time to think about, well, is this really the one I want? So it, it, these are the things. It's all about high-speed visual clues, and we have auditory clues as well, like with the alert bar. But um, should we uh, show a few things here, Scott? Yeah, let's just... Uh Okay. I assume you've just picked a day at random. I picked a day at random. I uh, I don't study these things up. <clears throat> I'm actually a, a, a comedian, and I like improv a lot, so picking a random day blindly for me is just it's perfect. Uh, so what I did here is I just opened up the September 28th, 2010. There's many, many months of data here, and that's why I don't know all these days. It's like, oh, yes, I remember this one. Uh, it's just random for me so I uh, started out by just showing the this is what you would do before the market opens is there's a, a process that you want to go through part of it is is you want to see what the gapping price is meaning overnight how did the price change on stocks and sometimes that gives you a clue on which stock would be doing well other days there's no nothing there that's not our main strategy but that's one of those things that helps you to go hey you know what that thing I like the way it turned around I see some money opportunity there of course you won't have a great skill at identifying money opportunities in the beginning but shortly over time with the practice tool you can confirm that that this is a, and that's what we've got open now so here I just sorted it by uh, the the overnight gap and it was nine dollars on this one stock called CMI. Now normally that stock has an average range of about almost three dollars. So this is a pretty large overnight gap. But lately this stock has been moving a lot more. So if it only changes in, a, in about a three dollar range, something would give me the idea that something shouldn't be uh, ignored when it's th three times as much as his daily movement. Now I've got the daily chart up here and you can see that this stock has been having some rather large, we call them candles, but it's the size of the price change during the day from the open of the market to the close of the market. And so some are colored red because it opened higher and then went down and some are green because it opened and then the price went up during the day and the little thin lines are called wicks on the candle thing and that's the where the price has truly traveled that day but it didn't stay there. So this stock has uh, got a pattern of it. I'm going to talk about waves a little bit. It starts down here, then it curls up, then there's this other little wave and it goes like that and I'm clicking on it and then there's this other wave which is here and then it's jumped up and now what do you think is going to happen over the next little while? Now this morning it looks like this stock has already moved in the first minute. And I, I don't, oh, there it is. Um, that's where the, it's so far up I didn't even see it. It's up here. I'm clicking on it now. That's how big the gap is. Is it's way outside of where it's been for the last 20 days. It's, so how many dollars would that be? That's nine dollars above where it's been recently. That's 10% change in the value of the stock. Like if this happened to Walmart and you said, wow, there's 10% uh, more store overnight or yeah. it, it, this isn't a little deal. This is a big deal. 
So something's going on with this particular company. Now this one is, uh, the code is CMI, it's Cummins. But this is an amazing move for this stock. Now there's, there's different theories about uh, whether it's going to fill the gap, meaning that it's going to go back down because that was it just moved too far overnight. It's ridiculous. Um, or there's other ones where it's like, well, that's the beginning of the trend up. I don't even have to go into theory with you because you can actually just watch this thing and see how it behaves. So you don't have to have theories. You can actually see stuff. Now, we're not going to go look at this one because we don't have time to look at every possible thing today. But I'm just saying that that's available for you and you can go check it out. And that is a training item that we will talk about in the course. So there's that thing to look at. That means that that's telling me now before the market's opened which uh, stocks I'll want to take a look at for the for the morning. Or so for they've the already had a big move. Yeah, yeah. Now I uh, I moved it, the the market forward an extra minute, but this is the first minute of the trading day. It's almost no change. That's why I thought something was wrong with the program. It's like, well, where's the candle? I don't right. see it. Well, it, it didn't do anything in the first minute. There was no sales, which is kind of crazy after such a, a big move. But then the second minute, there's a, a fair bit of sales going on. And uh, so gaps are an important thing to pay attention to. Volume is a, another even bigger thing to pay attention to and we're going to start talking a bit about that so I'm going to sort these stocks by what we call the rank which is the summation of how's it doing for volume does it have a signal and, and various elements like that and the top rank stock for this second minute of the market is Netflix now I don't recommend and this is the uh, fun or danger, depending how you like. Uh, it can be high profit. It's also high risk. And there's certain times of the day that are better than other times of the day for trading. And we'll talk about that. But you can see some phenomenal moves in the market in the first 15 minutes or even first half hour of the market. If you'd like things that are a little more graceful, a little bit more slower, predictable, then you'd want to be looking at the market from around 10.05 and beyond. And this uh, chart here for Netflix, it may change its mind quite quickly because it's that early in the morning. So we're just going to move ahead here and see how this one does. I personally wouldn't want to get this one. And here's the clue is on the multi-day chart. If I bring that up, it, I don't even have to see it. It's, it's the system tells me is, is that that stock has been moving in an upward trend and here I'm getting a downward signal and the the rule is is that you don't want to be fighting the uh, bigger time frame so here's the multi-day chart right there in other words if it, for the last two months it's been moving up steadily and today you're seeing that it's at a certain part of the day it's moving down mm -hmm. we don't want to go against that bigger trend right and so what I would be doing especially with this one right now is you can see that it's pulled down a fair bit quite a lot like almost as much as it would move in a whole day it's already done this in three minutes I would be looking for this thing to continue the general trend upward and looking at these other days in the market for this stock 
if I would have just picked the green side for this stock, I would have been right more often than wrong. And when it did run into the green side, it ran for longer, which means it made more money that side. So I'd rather be on the side that makes more money rather than the side that uh, makes less and turns around quickly. So I think this is a good time to repeat one of our favorite sayings when they asked uh, John Templeton and Warren Buffett, how did you make so much money investing? One of the things that they always said was, we got in too late and we got out too soon. Mm. <laughs> Which means they waited till there was an established trend and they followed that trend and then they got out before the trend uh, reversed itself. Because as you can see looking at the chart, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. So we want to, when we know it's going up, we want to get in and before we know it's going down, we want to get out. Which means that we have to really fight with our, our greed emotion. And the part of us that wants every last dime out of the market. Yeah, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. So get over that. And what if you could just get 75% of what the market uh, moves? You'd be fine. That'd be awesome. You'd be beating uh, most averages of what everybody does. You'd be, you'd be one of the top traders if you got 75%. And you can. So um, Netflix didn't actually have a entry signal at the time. It was just uh, top ranked on what little information we had. And what we may want to do is we're just going to move forward a little in time and just watch how this one actually turns out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a second chart on this guy. And that's it on the screen. And by the way, there's a thing on the webinar where you can zoom in on the screen and it, it, you can see the whole thing. It might be small on your screen, but at least you'll see the whole thing. Generally, it follows wherever my mouse goes. So here I've got an extra chart window open, and this is the new floating candle thing, is if I click on this code, then I've got this candle. You can see that's a pretty big candle. If I hover over it, it shows me what that chart was. <clears throat> I'm gonna move it just off to the edge there because I'm interested in watching uh, how that candle is going to behave later on. I want to catch that on the right up. So I've just got that sitting over there. So let's go look at something else here. We've got uh, PCLN. Huge uh, price jump. It's already moved half of its normal range in uh, almost one minute of what it would travel in a whole day. And this is quite common in the morning the first few minutes some stocks will move amazingly others will just move sort of meandering a bit uh, and the best moves are the first time of the morning but there are other really good moves but they're not as amazingly strong and the really strong ones quite often reverse and that's part of getting the feel for it is what time does the craziness happen when is it quiet so so quiet that you don't even want to be trading um, and you just go do other things. So our idea is that you, you can make all the money you really need in the first hour and a half or two hours of the day. You want to uh, have as an expectation that you'll want to be checking out the market, looking at those gaps and doing that kind of work a half hour before the market opens. And with the uh, replay, the, the, the practice program, 
you've got all the time in the world. I move forward and backwards at will and pick different days. So there's no, and this happens at any hour of the day. You don't have to be waiting for the market to open and watching it. And you can, without paying for a data feed, you can pause the market and go backwards, frontwards, and that's what we do. So here we are, we're looking at PCLN, and uh, it's one of the top rank ones. And we're gonna look at the, the next one is uh, WYNN, and that's for Wynn Resorts. And this stock is moving up, but the rest of them are moving down. And that's another good clue that perhaps it's not a good idea to get into things because there is a difference on which way things are going. A safer move would be to wait for the herd to all agree and then go in that direction. You can still make great money in the morning in the first 10 minutes, but it's a little bit more risk and you have to have a better feel for things. Just means you're a little bit more experienced and you've practiced more. So we're going to move forward another minute because, well, here's the really amazing uh, volume increase is with Apple. There's that one and Baidu. And crazy high volume usually means something's going on. We don't know what's going on here, but we know something is going on. So we're just going to move forward another minute. And let me back up a bit here and show you the, the, the chart on Apple. Look how big a drop that is with Apple. Now, I don't know if this is the particular day that uh, Steve Jobs had uh, the sniffles or whatever's going on there, but look how big that drop in price was. This is crazy large, so no wonder the volume is high. There are people out there dumping this stock like crazy. So you could go look up the, the news on September 28, 2010. This is you know many months back but we're just you know using history the stock opened at two hundred and ninety two dollars and the current price is two hundred and seventy eight uh, that's a lot of money <laughs> that's a big change yeah. so uh, we've got a fourteen dollar drop in the stock price fourteen dollars and this is only the third minute now, when something like that happens, usually there's a reversal for a while and things will settle in. If you weren't already part of that rundown really fast, it's dangerous to get in. Anyways, we're going to move forward another few minutes and just see how this thing behaved. And you can see there is the reversal. So not so good if you thought, oh, wow, it's going down. It's going like a rocket ship. I'm going to catch it. No, you missed it and you could be paying dearly for it. Now, you can see also with the stock, this chart is it's moved back up, but now it looks like it's getting in a position to be moving down again. We still don't have a good signal using all the math and so forth for a, a safer move to go in either direction. And that's why there's very complex signal system built into the system. We don't have to look at this up, down, jumpy, crazy stock because that's gambling. I mean, if we actually knew something, that'd be great, but we don't. We're just, you know, that's where the emotional greed side, oh, I got to get that. Uh, it's like, well, how about just grab something that's a little bit safer that has a higher predictability? So let's look at this one. FSLR has a signal on two time frames. It agrees with the basket. Now, it's had very good volume today. The current volume is good. Um, it's not 
an exceptional looking situation right now but it looks pretty good so I would watch that thing because I'm looking for something that has higher probabilities I'm not interested in gambling 50-50 is gambling by the way if you if the odds are against you by 5% that means you're in Vegas so that's like 45-55 and you only get the 45 so I'm not interested in any of that I want something that's 70% at least in my favor that I'm going to be right and Scott if we're wrong because millions of people are selling or buying shares and it's going against us what do we do what do we do yeah if it goes against us get out get out there it is it's that fast you don't have to think about it and that's where when you start working with the replay you'll see and I just finished doing a, a coaching session with somebody and uh, this was a few weeks ago and they weren't making enough money and they didn't know exactly what they were doing wrong and so I spent some time with them and and reviewed what they were doing and the answer was that they were hoping that the thing would turn around and so they were hanging on to it for a little longer and uh, again today I, I got a really great quote from somebody and it goes this way they uh, it, it's the cookie jar monkey trap <laughs> they had their hand in the jar and they were hanging on and hoping that everything was going to be uh, amazing and it didn't turn out that way no it doesn't turn out that way it never turns out always the way that we want it to we want to make but we want to have realistic expectations moving in so that we can maximize our potential for profit while minimizing our potential for loss and the number one thing that we're always most concerned about is preservation of capital mm -hmm. you've got two thousand dollars in your account or you have twenty thousand dollars in your account or you have two hundred thousand dollars in the account the last thing you want to see is next month that you've got half of it left yeah and then keep following the same system that you had that got you there something no it's time to do a um, uh, an intervention that's the word which really means go back to practicing okay. so uh, okay so what are we gonna do now we're gonna go look at some more charts if you like or uh, features anybody got a question they want answered Scott uh, well I think that one of the most important parts for me is that box on the top left hand corner We've got a bunch of little arrows going down, and we've got mm. red boxes and brown boxes. And I think, without we, obviously, we don't have time today to go through everything. But to me, this is the the heart of the Wall Street genius because these, this is where we get a quick look at which stocks we want to be interested in. So just looking right now, um, the second and third rows are predominantly red, pointing down, which means they're moving downward. There's a few that are green going up. So I would say that the market is generally going down, so I would ignore the green going up at this point in time because while it's great to be a contrarian, we want to go with the market for a while and scoop out some profits. Yeah, I agree. And so uh, just kind of quickly, what would be two or three things you would look at in terms of which one of those, and this is a list of about between 40 and 55 stocks mm -hmm. based on all of our calculations. The Wall Street Genius, Every night after the market closes, 
churns out and just works really, really hard doing all these amazing calculations to say, okay, these are the stocks that, that we feel are going to give us the best bang for our buck tomorrow. And so, and then of course throughout the day, it gives us some data and continues to kind of crunch away. So. What are a couple things that you would look at uh, in order to decide which of these 50 stocks now you would be focusing on? Yeah, well, I guess at this point, we know that the market is heading down, and there's a lot of really great clues for that. Here on the minute log, you can see there's a, it's a lot. Visually, you can just see that there's a lot of red signals. The first column is the direction one. That's telling us that we've got a lot of stocks that are heading freshly, which is really important. Uh, down and then there's even in the longer time frame which gives us more confidence that that's a good move they're also heading down and uh, the overall the basket chart here it's showing uh, general movement down but it's not a best time to trade because this move down has already l shown signs that it's losing speed so this is not a time to get in now there may be an individual stock that's doing really well going down like we looked at Apple and it turned around see that went too far too fast and that's part of the training so getting the feel for it is really just putting those few elements in there it's kinda like when you're driving a car and you see the guy in front of you slowing down uh, that's all the information you need is like well they're probably gonna turn around or do something like that but I, I can't be riding that situation I need to make a change in my plans so at this point I probably wouldn't get anything because the volume is not particularly high in this moment on a lot of the stocks and it looks like the things easing up now it may continue to go down but I'm not real comfortable about that so I would be watching for a few other things to see what's happening first and I may end up waiting until uh, 9:45 market time before I do something and that's just me aggressive yeah I moved it forward one minute and you can see a lot of the red signals have just disappeared and now some of them are still there but they're in the longer time frame the fresh signals in the shorter time frame which is the one you want to get they are almost all gone and there's a few new ones but the thing I really don't like is to have an argument and if the longer time frame, meaning the daily chart, is showing a lot of green and strong signals in green, like if we look here at FSLR, we'll bring up the chart, and it says, you know, this thing has been going in a trend upwards, and there's the lines for it. I'm just going to make that supersized. It's, it's showing a bit of weakness in the trend upward, but do I want to be the first guy in the door and, uh, you know, telling the market what it ought to be doing or do I want to be riding along and just grabbing a piece of it well I'm a ride along kind of guy and uh, I'm not gonna argue with the market so this thing has been showing a, a strong trend upwards for quite a while and if I look at the weekly chart it's looks like it's reaching a top so it might be turning around this is the support and resistance lines from right here to right there it's getting near the top and uh, that's a, a trend in, on a weekly scale that seems to be easing off and you can see what it's done every time in the past when it's gotten near a top and got tired then it ran down really strong red like here 
and there, and there. So maybe it's getting ready to do that again. I'm not here to predict anything. I'm here to follow. So at this point, it still That's, says... It, Alan, you just made a really important point that I just want to emphasize for everybody. And you said uh, you don't want to predict. No. So we, we see a trend. It's happened four times. We're hoping that it will happen again, maybe. Uh, but the fact of the matter is a lot of other people say, oh, this is what happens each time, and maybe, uh, maybe it won't happen because this is all people in psychology and sociology and all the rest of it. And we don't have a crystal ball. Mm -mm. We know today that right now at this instant the price is whatever it is, mm -hmm. and that the next instant it will either go up or go down. And that's all we know for sure. Yeah. Now, we feel confident that, you know, based on what's happened in the past, that this could have a run down so we can watch for it. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, then that's okay because we didn't buy a put in preparation for it happening before it happened. Right. And that's the problem with uh, swing trading. Uh, it can be great, but people need to be better at day trading uh, because the the swing they can overnight people are adjusting the market it doesn't mean it's done with a proper business acumen about the uh, the book values and the news and it's all that it's just it's just being pushed around by you know only a very few number of shares and uh, the the problem is you're to be a swing trader and hold overnight is a prediction because you can't get out in the middle of the night when it moved and by the way once it's moved it has moved and you might use the uh, there's sometimes during the first few minutes of the market or later in the day it might move back to where you'd be able to get out at a price that doesn't hurt anymore but you might not there's some days that the thing just goes the wrong way and it's just gonna keep going so swing trading you can make some really good money but that's after getting good at day trading which is not what most people teach most people just say well you know uh, this and that and whatever but uh, if you can win at day trading then there's a chance that you'll make m more money or as good money in swing trading because there's that randomness you have no control and you can't get out yeah. and we're uh, we're all about starting at one place and moving forward so we just focus on uh, right now just the day trading because you have no risk when you take the money out of the market before the end of the day mm -hmm. in regards to what's happening overnight. Yeah, your money sleeps nicely. So do you. So um, the next thing to look at, well, uh, I was saying I didn't like this particular state that the market was in. It was showing a bit of comeback uh, going to the green side, and it did. And now we're going to move forward a little bit more. I would like to see... a. Uh, now this may still continue down to the red side it looks like it might actually do that today it's had good opening volume but right now it's a little indeterminate so I'm gonna keep my money in the account now we're getting a stronger red signal looks like it's picking up again to the red side so this is looking more uh, agreeable and safe because it's not just a comeback from the morning flutter this is kinda like it's caught its breath some people call that a consolidation where, you know, there's the, the meeting of the minds of all the minds and they say, oh, okay, everybody's now sort of agreeing that it's going down. Well, that helps us. And now there's a lot of stocks to choose from. So the question is, which one? Well, I would pick one that hasn't already moved 
so much of its range today like Apple was just you know huge move so what was that other one that we were watching for that had a big gap CME was that the one yeah it was Netflix and uh, I'm just going to bring up the... No, it was CMI. You're right. So let's go grab CMI and see what's going on with that one. So I'm going to open up a, an additional chart with that guy. And I'm going to put that right beside these other ones. So CMI is still way up there, but it looks like it's heading down. But with thin volume, relatively speaking. That's this guy right here. Big bodies... Uh, for this stock is only half of a, a day's move but it's for t for the first 10 minutes that's pretty good so I would be keeping an eye on that stock which is what the floating charts and multiple things are all for so uh, the other one we've got an eye on here is Netflix which has already moved more than its daily average here's the chart for Netflix I was hoping to see Netflix go up because I think that's where it's going to go today. So I'm going to keep my eye on that. Okay, so what else is looking good at this moment? Well, how does Google look? Let's look at the regular chart for Google. Uh, the volume's increasing. It's got great volume in the moment and for the day. Now, I think that the market's going to be going down. And this is a fairly fresh move for Google. I've got agreement on two different time frames. Google's a bit What are the two time frames, Alan, that you have agreement on? Oh, okay. Well, in this moment, for this first few minutes of the market, we use one-minute charts. That's the top chart. That's the top minute. chart. And the middle chart is three minutes. And okay. we recommend using those for the beginning because it's it the, that market at that time moves very fast. You don't want to have five-minute candles. I've tested all these things with ten-minute candles unless you know something else. If you're in for a, a, a quick, you know, opportunity, then you need quick time frames. Slow charts will give you uh, late messages. So, and we switch between using the short time frame and long time frame for what our decisions are based on what's going on. So, if it's really moving well, high volume, and we like it, we would use the longer time frame as our exit but we still use the shorter time frame with the longer one as our entry. That says so there is some scientific yep. thinking logic to this, but there's also some art to it, right? Yeah, so getting the feel for it is the thing that may take a little longer. Uh, the rules are very simple. There's really only about five rules. So it, that part it becomes uh, teachable within a few hours. Right, and then the bottom chart, that is our basket that we're following, all the stocks in the top left-hand uh, list, yeah. box. So if the market, if the short term and the long term are suggesting downward pressure mm -hmm. and, the, and the basket is showing downward pressure, then we feel more confident about that. Yep. It's not about being 100, we'll never be 100% certain, I don't think. No, this is not engineering, it's uh, baseball. Yeah, to use the metaphor. Even engineers, as we found out in Japan, mm. don't always get it 100% right. Yeah, and you you would have thought with Japanese are very very diligent. What's going on there? I don't know, but um, anyways, if it goes against us, what do we do? Get out. Get out. That's right. So uh, this would be one that 
I don't particularly trade Google because I think it's too jumpy but for the purposes of this example here we go we're gonna say we got into Google at 526.62 and we're thinking that it's gonna go down and the winning answer is we're gonna go forward one candle and we're pretty happy it's uh, gone down a dollar fifty already now I know people that have strategies that are built around exactly this they'd be out now and right. you, and you think so, but I mean here's the thing if you had a dollar <laughs> fifty on a contract with a fifty percent delta um, what sort of profit would you have made in just those couple of minutes seventy five dollars per contract you buy ten contracts you made seven hundred and fifty bucks yeah, in, in one minute. <laughs> it's like, and this thing's not done yet. Um, and that's because you can see the volume is, is picked up, the basket is looking good, and we're just going to move forward another minute. Now, if you were the, uh, I'm just going to take my profit and run kind of guy, you'd be gone. But what I like about this is that you can see here on the histogram of the minute log that that red for the other stocks is picking up it means you got more force behind you so I'm gonna move forward another minute and now we're really happy and the system hasn't even told you to get out of any of it yet so let's move forward again now we've got a green candle comeback but it isn't even anywhere near uh, where we got in if you were cautious you'd say ah and you want to get out and you would have just made a whole bunch of money we're gonna keep going now the get out of half is already showing so we're gonna bring up mr. calculator here and our entry price was 526 oops 62 and the current price is 52417 so that's two dollars and forty-five cents in our favor. I'm going to divide that by two because that's the way options generally work on change. So that would have been a hundred and twenty dollars per contract that you would have made in a few minutes. Now we're going to let this continue and see what the rest of the money would have made. So what we do is we go and we say, listen, this is going pretty good. Now we want you to get out of half because it's not looking quite so good we want to lock in some profit that's right if this thing actually went right back up to where we got in we would have made profit on the first half and nothing on the last half but there's a good chance because the prices go up they go down they go up they go down that this is a little bit of a pullback and then it could continue but we don't know we don't know so I've turned on a few indicators here that uh, we've tested a lot and that uh, this is what we use when we do trading so we're still uh, on the good side in the agreement side of those lines and we're gonna move forward now this is starting to look a little unsavory but we haven't lost money we've already locked in a bunch of money the idea of the get out of half is that it reduces the amount of money at risk and so that if uh, things were to fail you would actually have to move twice as far against you to actually break even so if I started out with uh, zero profit, then I took a dollar, well in this case $120 profit, the other half would have to be negative $120 and then I'd still break even. And we're not even anywhere near that. So the system is still telling us to stay in.
And this is why we do it, so that we protect our capital. Yes. So we're getting kind of clues in the market that things are going to the green side. And I'm just going to point out, remember I said I wanted to watch one of those stocks. That's why they got that floating candle. I can see a big green body over here that says that, well, maybe Netflix is turning around. Now, it's not giving me a signal uh, over there, but that's something I wanted to watch. And let's go look at the other one. So CMI is said, well, the red move seems to be over for now, but we'll see more as it goes by. So those are the things I was watching. Anyways, I am in a trade. I'm going to pay most attention to what's going on with that stock, which is Google. So we're getting warnings that uh, most of the other stocks are wanting to move up. It hasn't told us to get out. And now it's moving forward and, and continuing to go red. And you can see the importance of the longer term here, right? Because mm-hmm. the longer term still hasn't done the get out of Not even half. half, no. And so because it's got higher volume on the, uh, the stock, I would generally use the longer time frame. But I'm still a bit of a cautious trader with some stocks in particular that have shown a history of you know, reversals. Uh, Google, to me, is one of those ones that reverses out. And so I would probably, on this one, stick with the shorter time frame signals, and I'd still be in it. Now, personally, I'm looking at this chart and I'd be very tempted to take all the money and run. And I'll tell you that we are up $5.50 on our the uh, gross value of uh, the difference. And what that means is, is that we'd, if we sold the other half, we'd be getting $225 right now. Per contract? Per contract. 2500 if you bought 10 Yeah. So on the first half, if we bought 10 and we sold the first half for... Uh, what was that? A hundred and something, hundred twenty dollars, which would be five times that. Well, that's six hundred dollars, and I'm still now. I've got five times two hundred and twenty-five dollars sitting in my hand. That's why the risk. You know, you get out of half if it starts to look a little bit weak, but you still let it run. It's not get out. It's just let the other part ride. And how many minutes <clears throat> have we been in this? Um, just over ten now. Ten minutes. So. Oh, you, what you're basically saying is you've made about a grand in 10 minutes. Yeah, over a grand, yeah. So what, how nice is that? That's pretty good. I, I've done a lot of other jobs in my life. Didn't make that kind of money. No. So, again, the overall is showing uh, a, a lot of green. The uh, basket has gotten out of its signal. Uh, on the histogram, we've got a big green bar here, which, you know, there's 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 pullbacks there's and there's flutter. This is more than just flutter. This this looks like it's pulling back against us uh, as a trader I would be I'd already be ready to hit my sell signal right now but I'm following the system and I'm gonna wait until it tells me okay it's done So I'm gonna move forward another minute and just see what happens because I'm not predicting I'm just following the rules okay now I'm out so 522 13 I'm going to just bring up Mr. Calculator here again. We got in at uh, 526.62 minus 522.13. That's $4.49 difference in the price. And we're dividing that by two because that's roughly what we would get in profit on the option. So that's uh, $225 per contract. So 
um, you know, that's a thousand dollars right there on the five. So times five. Oops. Eleven hundred and twenty dollars. That's on the second part, and the first part was. Uh, I think it was $112 anyway something like that times five so that's $1,700 roughly that we would have made in about 12 yeah 14 minutes and if the stock is going down mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it's going down <laughs> but if you'd have bought the stock you would have lost money yeah and people some people short stocks that still takes a lot of capital and margin and so forth with the options your limited risk uh, limited risk and uh, and a lot cheaper to buy mm -hmm. an option on Google than to buy a $600 stock. Yeah, because shorting it, you still need a lot of uh, margin credit in your account. So there it is. It's uh, time to end the webinar, and that was just one of many. And I'm going to move forward those things that I was watching. See, Netflix, small candles. Sure, it's got a signal up, but the volume's low. That's not ready for me to buy yet. So the other one that I was interested in is CMI. That was the one that had the big gap. Uh, I'm just going to move forward. I'm going to turn off some of the trend lines and things. So we can just see a bit more. And just watch how that guy's behaving. So here's Netflix. It's just it's just all over the place it's not really doing much but you can see that there was no agreement on getting in on this thing on both time frames the candles were small the volume was low everything about that says not yet <clears throat> and then it turned around so not yet works and the other one that we were wondering about I'm just gonna go to the end of the day on this one this was the big gap stock and the volume is too low on that thing and I'm gonna change it to uh, candlesticks that are a better time frame a little easier to read so that uh, it continued to go up for the day and in the middle of the day I, uh, you would have got some signals to get in and make some money like Perfect. like right here <clears throat> if I zoom in we'll just do that quickly right there you had a signal on the basket you had a signal on the larger time frame and you would have made a few dollars there and that would have been going in the direction I would have liked and then there was another one for that same stock later on where that actually was a even better move so there's lots of ways it's just a question of how often you want to play in your style right and the cool thing is is that rather than having to wait until the market opens and practice with real live data because you're not able to go and uh, work with uh, previous days in a way that acts exactly as if you were in the market live right now. That's why we put together the replay so that you can go and in a few hours work through a number of days and practice and practice and practice and see, okay, here's, here's the trends. Here's how I can see when, when it's moving in the direction that I want. Here's how I can pick the best stocks. Mm -hmm. And it's all about just practicing those things and uh, and getting used to it and then making some money. And being comfortable with the fact that you're going to miss some good trades because they didn't fit with the rules. 
So I might not have gotten into any of this thing with CMI because the volume wasn't high enough. It was below average for most of the day. So it's like, okay, fine. But here I'm just going to blow up the basket a little bit. You can see, hopefully on your screen, this line here. I'm going to turn off one of the lines and turn off. You can see here where I'm clicking, there was some really high volume peaks. And those volume peaks are clues for getting in the market. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're also clues for getting. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> those are also. I. I guess I was a secret. I wasn't supposed to say. Uh, those are clues for getting out of the market because, as you notice, when it reverses, mm -hmm. you also see some volume spikes. That's right. So that part of the training is big. Volume spikes usually mark beginning and end of a move. So you have to learn the context. It's really easy to do that stuff. So here, this move was pretty much over at that point, but it was definitely over at this other volume spike. And this is the basket. You wouldn't buy that, but at that time you'd say, hey, what else is in the basket that's uh, playing up right now? And so that's, I, right. that's what you do is you uh, go work with the, uh, the replay and find all these things. And that cool. big fancy arrow will tell you, <laughs> hey, these are your hot ones based on right. your rules. So if you're interested in learning more, you can head over to wallstreetgenius.com and uh, you can sign up. There's a number of different membership levels. If you're just beginning, we recommend the gold because that gives you the replay. It doesn't give you the live data during the day, but you can go back and you can practice with months and months of data, pretending you're working. And the good thing, too, is it could be 6 o'clock at night. It could be 2 in the morning. It could be any time during the day you could be practicing. And... Uh, then when you're ready, you've done some training. We have live trainings. We have uh, webinars throughout uh, every Monday that goes into more details on how to use the program. We just wanted to give you an overview and an example. Uh, there's lots of other stuff in the program that we haven't had a chance to go into great detail tonight about, uh, but that's why we do the training. We really think it's important that you have good training, that you practice, 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 so that you are able to recognize good trading opportunities understand with your expectations that it's not going to be every, it's not 100% success, nothing in life is as far mm. as I know, and uh, and you go from there. So thank you for joining us, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week.